What's up, guys? It's time to go Behind the Bum. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Behind the Bum. It is the end of Pride Month. It is 4th of July. And so I thought we'd do like a little fun episode. We all need like a little decompressor. So I'm calling this episode Gay Culture, West Coast versus East Coast. Ooh. So I figured I needed to invite a little West Coast insta ho with me. Um, ah. <laughs> <go> for you. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to welcome my friend Daniel Kolujovic. Um, Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> you get How what you, you get. Doing? I'm sorry. How was it over there? Um, I would assume just as locked down as you know, wherever you are. Are you in Florida? No, fuck no. Bitch, New York is thriving. Everyone here acts like nothing is wrong. You just wear a mask to go do it. I just got my asshole lasered. I just got Botox. Like, I am good to go for the day. Well, it's definitely not as opened up out here. It's it's still just like, you can't even get restaurants open after like 8 p.m. like delivered to you. Um, yeah, it's a little depressing, oh. but... <laughs> The good news is I moved into an apartment with Ryan, so at least the home life is like more exciting because now we have a little bit bigger of a place before we're in like a studio apartment. So, well, I have a lot yeah. of questions I could ask about that, so I'm gonna oh boy. hold off on that part. Yeah, please um, don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before I dig into anything, I had some people message me um, random things that they wanted to know about you. So I'm just gonna ask you like three of them. So. Oh We'll see what you want to answer or not. I don't know why uh, I'm like so nervous right now. I feel like I'm in like a job interview. <laughs> yeah, these were, these were the questions that like weren't pre-written, so he has no idea what these are. Um, all right, so the first one I'll say is, what is your favorite tattoo? Uh, um, wow. Um, whew. That's, that's like asking, like, pick your favorite child. I, every parent knows that. I, 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 my most recent one is this like bear trap one with the little heart in the middle. Um, and I swear I got this before Lady Gaga's Stupid Love album artwork. I got it like a month before. Is that what everyone's saying to you? Well, no, I kind of was just like, uh, this is a strange coincidence. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just really like the the trap thing, and uh, it's got some sparkles on it, so it's very you know on brand. It's very on brand for you. <laughs> <laughs> love love some sparkly trash. Doesn't that describe us to a T? Sparkly <laughs> trash. <laughs> just a dumpster fire with a rainbow coming out of it. Yeah. I wish. I hope <laughs> someone puts that on my tombstone. Dead ass. <laughs> um. So. The next question is, what is your worst sexual experience? Does one come to mind? Oh, my God. Um, hmm. Because one comes to my mind for myself, not... Well, how about you give yours and then maybe it'll inspire mine? I mean, I will just say my worst sexual experience is just I hooked up with somebody and I thought it was, like, so hot and going really well. And then he ghosted me. And then I found out he was hooking up with somebody I thought I was close with. So Girl, that's just like, that's just, just another gay life. I know, but I was just like, maker. this whole that's like PG. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm over this. It's just stupid. 
I remember when I was a lot younger, like in my teen teenage years, I remember getting a nosebleed mid blowjob. Like I remember that's hot. Just, just started gushing out of my nose. So <laughs> I I think that's when I knew I'm definitely gay. You know, Is my body my body was not? screaming, yes. <laughs> Get a blood. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just like explosion out of every hole at that point is that okay we're done here (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna close my laptop slowly (laughs) do you keep going when that happens like what do you do i don't just start crying i don't know this was so this was like 10 years i don't know it was a while ago so i feel like i would probably just have to keep going at that point just just Um, lean into it (laughs) yeah just I don't want to say Game of Thrones shit. Use it as lube, right? (laughs) All right, we're done. (laughs) Max. (laughs) So somebody wants to know, if you could be on one Disney Channel show, what would it be, old or new? Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. Um, Like, obviously, my instinct is to say Lizzie McGuire just so I could be like, next to her and kind of like maybe i'd maybe i'd be friends with her little brother and just kind of like like the live-in you know i could see that for yeah like what kimmy was on full house i would like to be on lizzie mcguire okay that, I feel like that is my final the answer. reboot whenever that maybe happens don't um, get me depressed all out of nowhere <laughs> yeah, it, could, it could be for you we were all rooting for it and it's just gone but it's uh, we could blame corona sure <laughs> all right well i'm gonna get into some of these topic questions but the purpose of this is i feel like gay culture on the west coast and east coast is very different would you agree with me yeah yeah i mean it's definitely it was a huge adjustment moving out here now i'm i'm from the midwest so it's not quite east coast but i do think there's um yeah quite some similarities between east and midwest but so I, I don't know. I, now I'm like, tor- yeah, now I'm like torn. I mean, there's literally West in the name Midwest, but um, yeah, like I, I don't like know. The minute I- you leave East Coast, it's just like you're all your own demographic. I was definitely culture shocked quite a bit when I moved out here. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. What, what do you have? I guess on, just like what made you decide as someone who was like, I guess, on the border of do I go East or do I go West? Why did you choose to go to San Francisco? Um, I vacationed here a few times, um, once with my cousins, once with my best friend. Um, and I just kept wanting to come back to San Francisco because there was something specifically about the city that felt like it was like calling me, you know, just, you know, <laughs> just your average Disney Channel plot. I, I, I was like obsessed with the rainbow houses here and how the, the houses would just like disappear into the clouds, into the sky on like all these like rolling hills and it just felt like the first city I've been to where the nature and the city like work together and there's water everywhere and there's hills and it just, it didn't feel like I was trading either or it felt like I was going to get my metropolis gay fantasy, but then also. You could still be like, like a little nature hikey guy. Yeah, I'll go on nature hike, you know, go, go take my little water bottle and my trail mix up the hill and feel healthy your reusable water bottle of course my reusable water bottle yes my aluminum well ryan has one of these glass ones look i have both water bottles here um i had a glass water bottle for two days and it shattered so i will not be doing that again you're a disaster yes sparkling trash 
Sparkly fish. Okay. <laughs> What's okay? So that was what did what was it you said? So why did you choose the West Coast over the East Coast? Oh, well, okay. Like, how was New York weather. not an option for you? I'm not saying it's not an option down the road. It's definitely like the pinnacle of like the highest you can climb as far as metropolis. I'm like, girl, goes. down the road, we're approaching 30. How much farther oh. down the road do you need to go? <laughs> well, okay, I had to at least try this while I was like young and had energy and spunk, if you will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, and I, my uncle lives out here in Monterey, so there was that sort of life raft of like, telling my parents like worst case i'm not gonna die like yeah if i if everything doesn't work out because i moved out here with no job lined up um and really like no friends so it was kind of a little bit of a gamble but i'm like worst case mom and dad i'm not gonna die i'll just go live in monterey yeah it'd be fine where are you from by the way Cleveland. Cleveland. The magical land of cleveland oh jesus the golden north coast how the is Italy of the Midwest? <laughs> what? <laughs> How is it growing up gay there? Um, you know, it, it's not like a. Okay, there were definitely like bullies in high school. I remember like there was maybe one kid that was like visibly gay in school, and I mean, definitely was ostracized and like not treated well. Um, but the, I feel like there were a ton of closet cases, and like after I got out of middle school, high school, I feel like a lot more people started messaging me and oh that's how it works they just checking in yeah 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 like (laughs) still gay and i'm like yeah and then are you coming home for thanksgiving (laughs) (laughs) yeah those are my favorite yeah yeah are you up um no so (laughs) i i definitely like i started my gay living around 16 i feel like is when i stopped dating girls and shifted to guys um and it was very much like closeted you know but i think a lot of that was self-shame i don't think like the community was necessarily like un uninviting i think just like it's when you're when you're that young it's it's hard to come out screaming like you you know you crawl out of the closet it was also a different time though (laughs) i know that sounds weird we love that excuse (laughs) i'll just say i know that's weird but like i feel like it's a lot easier than it was like when we were in high school i just remember being like I don't know. I just felt like every gay character or something you saw on TV was like, like I loved the show Big Brother. So like every single season, there was always the token gay on Big Brother who like started all the drama, was like the most like extra person ever. And I was like, I never want someone to look at me and think like, I'm like that. You yeah, know? I mean, and there, that's there definitely, there's definitely an argument to like, we didn't really have much media exposure as far as like a diverse set of gay characters. Like now, yeah. now you can kind of see yourself in TV shows and movies, which definitely was not the case. But um, I, I just remember not really understanding pride or what it meant to be proud of being gay at all. I think like you grow up with so much shame and most of that is self-assigned. But um, I remember like telling my mom the first year that I was out that like, I'm not gonna be like one of those gays who like walked down the hallway with a rainbow on my back. Like, I'm not like trying, cause you know, there are, there are arguments always like safety, like we just wanna make sure you're safe and yada yada. And and um, I definitely remember like definitively making a point to be like, I'm not gonna be like a flaming homosexual or anything. Yeah. I'm just gonna tiptoe out of the closet and be, <laughs> 
you know, and then and then all of that. <laughs> every year is just gayer and gayer. And yeah, gayer. it's just could not be happier. About it. Yeah, yeah. Who did you first come out to? Um, I <laughs> I can't remember. It was either my sister or my best friend Anna. I think it was Anna. This is a girl I knew since I was in preschool, and I remember um, coming out to her as bisexual, quote unquote. Um, was still figuring things out, but I remember I, my face was in a pillow on the opposite side of the couch of her, and I like was texting her coming out, and she's over there, and she just like looks at me, and she's like, "Seriously?" And then she just like was like, "I don't care. Like I know it's fine." Like, and I was, yeah, I think there was a lot of tears and a lot of. Uh, you know, crying into a pillow, which I mean, not much has changed there. Yeah. The artist. Yeah. But then I, I can't remember if it was either that or it was my sister Facebook messaged me and was like, Hey, I saw you and Jared sitting close together on the docks. Like we were at on some Island and me and my boyfriend at the time, first boyfriend were like sneaking off to like do our own thing on the golf carts. And, and then I think we were just romantically like holding hands on a dock and my sister must have drove past and saw and so she messaged me and was like what was that and that that was really sweet of her because i feel like that was the first member of my family who like invited the conversation in a way that wasn't like hostile but more just like yeah yeah i mean all of the other times were just my parents like catching me watch gay porn and being like what was that and i was like i don't know rachel's watching gay porn i don't know what she watches <laughs> rachel likes guys if she wants to watch guys on guys that's rachel's that's rachel's <laughs> so yeah. that's funny my sister's name is rachel too i fucking believe really <laughs> yeah it's actually fucked up when i was coming out i used to have a screen name that was called like Rachel something which was like my <laughs> so I was like if I ever get caught I'm just gonna blame it on her that like oh was in these chat rooms asking people for dick pictures yeah oh, as a God. straight girl does yeah I mean that's yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> God I don't miss any of that like at all yeah. that's no. what grind is for now mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay so I, I want to hear what is your perception I have some thoughts that I'm going to see if you fit my stereotypes on West Coast people now. But I want to see what East Coast stereotypes you have, and I want to see if I fit the bill. You probably check all of them. No, I, okay. You start with so, one, and then I'll say one. Okay, okay. I, the, the first word that comes to mind, and I don't mean any offense by this at whatsoever, is just clicky. I feel like the groups, the groups out east are rock solid, and there's like not much of these crossover episodes. Like, there's no Jimmy Neutron meets uh, Timmy Turner kind of. I feel that. This this is like West West Coast groups are filled with like eight couples, three singles, and somebody's cousin, and everyone's like constantly flying to other cities to hook up with people, and and like there's just a lot of like blurry lines, you know, and the SF scene becomes kind of predictably like all over the place when it comes to like everyone acts individually. But I think um, it's harder to have random casual conversations with people in bars, like out in New York City or in DC. Like you wouldn't just like walk up to a group and just start like talking to them. Exactly, in the, in, in the Midwest, in Chicago, in California, I can just be that weirder who like just goes off and talks to some random people and not be like scoffed at, you know what I mean? I wish it wasn't <laughs> like that, but like I can't lie, it definitely, is that vibe like i think once 
I don't want to say it like this because I do think like I'm a very welcoming person. Like if someone approaches me and says hi, I'm not like an asshole that's like, who the fuck is this? But like in New York, I will say it's probably more difficult to find your footing. But like once you're in, you're in. Yeah, once you find your group, that's what everyone says. It's like in Boston and in in DC, it's like bubbles. And it's hard to pop another group's bubble and like get in there. But once you do, you're fine. You've got your family. You're, you're great. Yeah. But I feel like... And then, like, bubbles um, mix with bubbles and you become, like, a 60-person bubble. Like it's Right. Great. We love fun diagrams. And we yeah. love... Yeah. I, I feel like out, <laughs> out in California, it's... I, I don't think there's as much shame with being, like, weird and, and just, like, walking up and acting independently without, you know the team morale or whatever. Like I could move to the West. Well, let's, let's not include LA. I feel like I need to stop talking about this because everything I say is like making it sound like I don't like, <laughs> like we're on, we're on, we're on point one and I've already feel like one. I'm insulting people. You're going to lose all your followers after this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Go ahead and block me now. They're going to be like, he's not a nice person. <laughs> unsubscribe, unfollow and block. Yeah. Um, so my first thing that drives me nuts about West Coast people is none of you are punctual. That is true. That is so fucking true. I remember the first job I had out here, my boss is two and a half hours late every day. My fucking boss. And I'm like, okay, we're supposed to be in the office at 8.30. It is now 11 a.m. Where the fuck is everyone? And I know you're all leaving at 3.30 instead of 5. So like, (laughs) when am I supposed to get work done? Yeah, that is definitely true. True with friends, true professionally, you uh, ace that one. Yeah. Point yeah. for you. Okay, so we're tied. One one for one. One for one. Even though, like, I don't think I'm a clicky bitch, but New York is a clicky bitch. Yeah, I just, it's, I, clicky is probably not the word I want. I think, I'm, there. as a New Yorker, I think that's a great word. Groupy, I don't know. You're just like. Now we're just clicky. Yeah, <laughs> now we're spiraling. Now I need to. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> All right, what's another one you have for me? Okay, while I'm in an insult train, let's just keep going. Um, Preppy? I feel like polos are still around. In my head, I see a lot of vineyard vines. I see like... Maybe in Boston. I see some backwards hat. I see maybe some craft brews and like a cobblestone street. I feel like just like the life is... Maybe I'm thinking DC here. Okay, maybe. Or like... Or like the Pines kind of vibe, even though I've never been there. Don't shame me. Um, I just, I don't know. I will have I, to pick your Pines cherry one day then. I feel like there is some pride in the preppy. Am I wrong? I think, I think it depends on where maybe. I think there's like color-coded, everyone's color-coded, right? Like I feel like if you're in a Boston gay, you're most likely white who wears vineyard vines, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. in York you most likely only wear like monotoned colors. So it's either all black or it might be khaki, but like you're not wearing a yellow t-shirt. Is, wait, is Boston pastels? Boston's like so colorful. Oh yeah. Like is that red pastel short. though? Yeah. Okay. And I'm assuming DC is red, white, and blue. Where are we at? Um, no, bitch. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> I just like interrupting your train of thought. Continue. <laughs> at you but you know i can't um but yeah i just think every and like even miami it's very colorful 
So I think it depends where necessarily. Yeah, I don't know where your comment came from because I wasn't commenting on colors, but like that's really interesting. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think preppy entails like bright color clothing. Like that style. Like if you're wearing a polo, oh. you're wearing like a pink polo with like navy shorts or something. I to me I mean I don't really consider it I don't consider it like a color oriented thing. I consider it like a wealth oriented thing like it's about visibly looking put together in a way that depicts like i am from a like suburb or i am from like a posh area whereas i think like people out here do look like dumpsters sometimes like yeah like you'll meet ceos that are wearing basketball shorts and you just like would not get that in boston or dc you know what i mean yeah all right let's move on Okay. I'm going to control the, the podcast now. All right, next topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, my next one is, I would say, if you were to compare West Coast to East Coast, I think New York, or I should say West East Coast, is way more alcohol-oriented, where I feel like West Coast is way more drug-oriented. What do you think yeah. about that? That's an absolute yes. Yeah. Like, it, it's hard to meet gays that drink alcohol out here. I, I have that. Yeah, I see that. I don't want to like elaborate on that, but I'm just going to say <laughs> there's like a lot of people that get creative with their options out here. Yeah. So like, yeah. I just know that a lot of people are like more like the Joshua tree people that they'd rather like take mushrooms and like hang out for a weekend with a group of guys where like here it's more like everyone's just wasted off their ass and. Good yeah. Luck. I do think that it actually has like kind of bakes into the, fitness out here i feel like a lot of people because they drink less alcohol just are kind of rolling into a better like lifestyle no no pun intended by using don't rolling think, but just like <laughs> there plays a part in that though too what what weather yeah with bodies well i'm saying in the sense that like if you feel like you need to be on point all year round because it's pretty much like 50 at the lowest oh. right like i feel like for us it's like oh okay like fuck it i might get a little like pudge from september to december and not start working out again until january because no one's seeing me shirtless you know like it just gets so cold you're bundled up but for you guys it's mostly like doesn't get as cold i should say that's true i've definitely worn like speedos in like february march out here Am I proud of that? No, but like, does it happen? Or the weather? We'll just end this question there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll just say yes. <laughs> okay. All right, give me a dig. Wait, you, you're you're raking on my my speedo game, and you have a fucking traveling bum account with your butt out there. It's like, Listen, ah. I'm still just waiting for you. <laughs> all right where where are we <laughs> i'm gonna say it's your turn okay actually my my point has a lot to do with yours the last one i think you guys are a lot more of bar people i think like out here it's a lot more circuits and clubs but i do remember like whenever i visited chicago or dc and miami it was all about the bar scenes and i think that me like because you guys have more of a uh, respect or desire for bar I think your bars kind of lean more clubby like you you get the benefit of getting clubby bars where I think out here it's like either or the bars here are not clubs like that is for damn sure 
They're like um, getting chicken fingers and fries and you're chilling. Yes, yes. You're going to play some of that like shuffleboard. What is that thing with the little, the <laughs> the little, sliding, that- the little sliding thing? Like you're in a retirement home. You're going to get cheese fries that are soggy. And yeah, I, I, I think there's definitely. Now, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong. Okay. So yeah, bar people. That's okay, you. Well- my last one I'm going to give to you is I feel like a lot of you guys um, have a easier time at finding a boyfriend <laughs> on the West mm. Coast. And I think on the East Coast, it's very like you might have a boyfriend for like a year and then you might find the next best thing. And there's just almost like this ladder climb environment on the East Coast. It feels like we're on the West Coast. It's like people. It's just easier to find a man. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely agree. <laughs> I wish that wasn't true. I, I think two things come into play there. One, I think East Coast has a little bit more of a competitive spirit. I think you guys celebrate achievements more, and I think that ladder climbing is more a part of the culture, whereas kind of like I said out here, like if you meet a CEO or CFO, like they're not going to bring it up in conversation. Their successes are almost private. There's a lot of opportunity out here, but like, you just kind of assume everyone you're talking to is like millions of dollars, completely successful, probably has like, you know, 10 boyfriends. I don't even know, but, um, (laughs) but I think competitive energy, definitely like not being a thing out here allows you to focus on just you and like getting yourself into the best place where you'll attract those guys. But then also just, it's really so much more of a diverse melting pot of, races and genders and sexualities and beliefs and just i've never experienced any of that um in cleveland obviously (laughs) and it's just it it was cool that um while you might feel different or like a little bit of an outsider in one city here you're like nothing you're just another weirdo like everyone is so fucking weird and eccentric and out there and so passionately like rainbow or gay like gayer than any gay you've ever seen that like you don't need it you don't need to think anymore because like if there's that large of a context of who you can be then i think like you're the most you when you're in a city like that and i think that's how i attracted ryan i hope i don't know maybe it was just rainbow shit but yeah maybe you're just two walking weirdos and you're just like all right i guess we'll settle (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i guess this is it for us <laughs> you know what's funny is um i was thinking like when's the last time you and i talked and it was um on the phone it was the disney it was during the disney pride thing yeah you're inviting me to some like it was cool gonna party be so fun. we're gonna have the ultimate like great weekend and then you literally called me like Jeff, I can't do this. I was like, why? And you're like, I found a guy. I really like him. And I know I'm going to go and fuck it up. I was like. I know. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of it had to do with like, it's his birthday weekend. I was like a few months, just enough months into it to like, it would be a statement to say like, I don't respect your birthday. I'm choosing random people I've never met to go circuit in Florida over you. And then I was like, you know what? I guess he's worth it, you know, whatever. I'm only just, like, canceling Disney World and Florida for you, but, like, it's fine. Yeah. It was worth it. Yeah. I mean, so. I mean. That's my memory of you. We will plan a trip again one day and both Mm -hmm. make the money. And um, now that you and Ryan are more, like, actually stable doing the damn thing, you can come 
without him sometime. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, either yeah. way. <laughs> I'll let you know um, the next job I get whenever we're allowed to leave this fucking country again. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. <sighs> Don't get me started. Um, okay. Before, world... okay fire... sorry. before I get into these like fire questions, I just want to ask you though, what is your obsession with Hillary Duff? Because I equally love her, but like what's about her that just makes ah! I don't know. It's just, I mean, perfection in a woman. I don't think, I don't think Disney Channel produced a more pure human than her. She's like the one Disney Channel star that did not spiral or just like evolve into some like drug taking, like sexual monster. Like, don't get me wrong. I love those. I love those. <laughs> I love Miley Cyrus. I love Demi Lovato. I love like, Every, like, you know, Britney Spears, like, Mickey Mouse Club type, like, adult. I'm, I'm, I'm here for the evolution, but I think Hillary just, like, was pure to start, is still pure now, probably going to stay pure. Maybe that's, the, maybe that's the worst word choice to you. Actually, just delete all of this. Um, <laughs> we'll just, we'll scrub it over with a better adjective once we open our thesauruses later. But I, I think, think she, she, you know, we have the same birthday, too. So we're, like, kind really? of. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you and Hillary Duff? Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought you meant you and me. And then I was like, okay. No, but well, a little different. Now I'm just high key jealous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think um let's see, what else is there? I uh, wow. Yeah, I, I just think there were there were a lot of bad role models, I think growing up, especially on like Nick at Night and stuff. I remember my mom just being like um, passionately against like Full House because of how the kids talk to their mother, like how the kids talk to their family. And granted, like Lizzie, she had her faults. She was definitely like going through it. I was rewatching a lot the of the Lizzie McGuire movie, like that bitch ran off, you know? Oh, I watch it like twice a year. Yeah, no, she <laughs> ran off with Pablo, who's like, I don't even know, like 23. I don't, we don't know how old Pablo is, but she was like 15. Literally. So that's like, like that. a big deal. You don't just like abandon a school trip to go with a man on a moped. Like, you do you, Lizzie. I was going to say, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Secure the bag. <laughs> yeah, like, sign me up, actually. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know if that answered your question, but I think, I think it did. I think all perfection. the Wire fans all will appreciate that. Mm. All right, we're going to take a quick break from our sponsor, and then I'm going to come back and ask, Daniel some questions that he's going to refuse to answer so I'm excited yeah probably yeah <laughs> okay fucking typical I was like she's ghosting me she said she'd call me back I sitting here I was like should I like text him I was like I think I, I figure it out I refresh I must have refreshed my email 25 times for you and to think that you would stand up your own guest is like honestly it's very interesting. Oh. It just goes to show what a New Yorker is like, huh? Yeah. Yeah, one and done. <laughs> Never speak to again. Like a Kleenex, just blue and through. I wish. It's been a while for me, let me tell you. It must be nice to live with your boyfriend. Um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> very lucky, very lucky. Um, so... I came up with some questions that I feel like you can ask me them back if you want. Um, but they're kind of just fucked up and we'll just like see where the conversation takes us. Oh God. Okay. Am I allowed to pass? I feel like I will have to in- inevitably knowing I you're think, raunchy I think, ass. 
yeah, you know, you know me. Um, I think worst case, just like, um, maybe rephrase the question if you need to. Oh, I like that. I like that. So <laughs> I'll like, I'll like take in the question and ignore it completely and then answer something different. I like yeah. that. Or okay. maybe just answer it. We'll see, you know, like we'll see. Yeah, either way, either way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> let's start with, so you obviously have been dating Ryan for, I would say it's been what, a year now, officially? Yeah, like a year, three months, four months. Who's counting? I don't know, but yeah. Mm. So do you think in this pandemic, it's strengthened your relationship or like hindered it, if we want to call it that? Definitely strengthened. I think, you know, if you can survive uh, daily, every hour, every day of every minute of every second together, then I think you can do the long run. But um, it definitely, I think it definitely accelerated our timeline for moving in together. I didn't think that would happen before like the two year mark. But then, you know, when you're quarantined together, you're, you are spending every day together and you're like, oh, this is kind of nice, actually. It's just at that point, it's like, what's the point of us both paying yeah. so much let's, money on Let's rent. quit yeah. fucking around here. I'm throwing 1500 <laughs> at this apartment I'm never at. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it just was the logical next step. But it's definitely, it's definitely been super fun to just um, constantly hang out. I don't know. Yeah, just have like company in case like you both wake up sick with Corona, you know, you're like not alone in bed. Yeah. Yeah, I can oh. cough on him. He can cough on me. It'll be so mm. fun. Could like yeah. get a bloody nose on him and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's just the like basics. Yeah, the basics. So what's a weird hobby you think you've gained in quarantine? I feel like you're a very creative person as is. You must have been doing something fucking weird. But it's, it's hard because like hobby is... It, it's hard when like what you do for a living is what you would have done for a hobby. Like I, I already use the calligraphy hand lettering pretty much constantly with my design stuff. I already do the Photoshop collage stuff with my career stuff. Like everything's kind of molded and, Oh, I got one Nintendo switch. Mm, that's Woo! a good one. Girl. I gave up video games for like a decade. <laughs> I, when I, first week of college, I donated every console and every game I've ever bought. I don't know why I think Damn. I just like, I think I was just like entering that college headspace of like, this is the best time of my life. I need to focus on living. And so I just like got rid of it all, immediately regretted it. Um, and ever since then, I realized how much of, of a hole I've had in my life from not owning Smash Bros. So um, Ryan surprised me for my birthday and uh bought us both a Nintendo Switch, and I've been compulsively buying games since then. I've got a game Super changer. Mario Odyssey. I've, it's quite literally a game changer, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you what consider yourself like a gamer now? Um, no. I, I'm pretty loyal to the same games that I remember playing as a kid. It's, it's always Nintendo. That's the only platform I ever got into was like Zelda, Smash Bros., like Pokemon Stadium and like Mario Kart. I think I mean, those are the best ones as far as I'm concerned. There's like, there's no diversity in my game playing. Like I, you put me in a halo and I'll scream and cry the whole time. I, oh yeah. That's, is that still I, a thing? Do people still I, play halo? I think Fortnite is the evolution of halo. Oh, and, okay. That makes sense. I've heard of 
Fortnite like more of recently. That That's I what the kids are playing, and I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna try again now that like I know my buddy has it, and I just ordered a headset. So, <laughs> so you could call me quite the little gamer. I was gonna say you could like talk shit to all the ten year olds. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So I think it'll be like when I tried Fortnite on my phone, it was super lame, but. I think on a big screen TV with a headset screaming at 10 year olds, that's my jam. So I think that's your calling. I see that for you. Yeah. So that's probably the only hobby I've gained. What about you? I really like, I think I've learned from quarantine that I don't have any hobbies, which is a mm. huge problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I've learned, like, I'm the kind of person that like has consumed himself with like going out and hosting events and traveling that I've always had the luxury of like experiencing something new where I would never even be in New York like four weeks at a time. So to all of a sudden have to be in this, I don't want to say cesspool of a Corona city, but after being here for four months and not being able to leave and my family does not want to see me because they're like, because you're gross. Yeah. You are coming nowhere near us. Like we see what you're doing and I'm like, that's fine. But it's just weird. Like, I'm like, okay, so I need to try to get into something and I don't know what. I mean, there's only an infinite amount of things to get into, but I love your excuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just let me roll with it. Okay. I, I, yeah. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So if you were single um, and you could sleep with like one insta gay male, I who would the man of your question. dream? You know, I made, I made a point to, like do some research on this question because folks this isn't all improvised he sent me a list um and i i <laughs> believe it or not you know, i do plan these i did not prepare for i'm like going through my phone right now <laughs> who am i following who am i following you could just yeah. say the traveling bum yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, next. Uh. I don't know. I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't really use Instagram that way. I think I get shocked when I look at um, some friends' phones and it looks like porn when they're on yeah. Instagram. I think I try to just follow people that I've either met already or that I like consider like f more friendly than flirty. But you know, that doesn't mean they're not in my DMs. I'm sure if I dug deeper, <laughs> there'd be someone in there. Yeah. Sorry. Like they I, may have I'm, sent some things. I have a just, I'm boring with this answer, but what, what about you? Do you have something spicy? No, I think I, I'm the kind of person that like actually uses Instagram more as a hookup app. Like I yeah. haven't been on Grindr or Bumble or any of those in like probably a year. So I think for me, it's a lot easier to just like answer the, hey, what's up? You're really cute DM as opposed to let me sit on Grindr look at six whole pictures and I'm like, I basically feel like I already fucked him. Like what more do I yeah, need? Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I mean, you're talking to someone who met their boyfriend on Instagram. So I agree that it has evolved into a dating app. I think uh, anytime I use an app like Grindr, I end up like making sure I ask for an Instagram to verify whether they're human. Cause at like, this you point, need to see their friend group. I need to see yeah. like where you hang out. Yeah. Like, yeah. I and and Ryan brings this up all the time because we've gotten catfished like multiple times. Uh, and I I think if if they're hot and entering San Francisco, you would hear about them. Your friends would know about them. You would you would have met them. Like this city is so small. It's like that. that like 
there's not like a ragingly hot model walking through here without leaving some sort of digital footprint. So if someone just like <laughs> pops up out of nowhere and then just happens to not have the number one like most popular social media app, then that's probably a risk I don't want to take. You know what I mean? I, I kind of agree. <laughs> if you don't have social media, I think that's just, I don't want to say it's like, I don't, a red flag, but I'd be nervous. I think it's definitely a dark orange flag. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, this look pretty dark. It'd definitely be on my top five. I'd be like, okay, red flag. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> completely off topic, but how old were you when you first Googled gay porn? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> like, as long I, as I could remember. I know. When did the internet come out? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I feel like it probably was, like, second grade. Probably, yeah. Second grade is when I moved to public school, and that's probably mm -hmm. when I learned about sex. Um, and then I do remember, like, my parents had all of these, like, blockers on, like, where they could watch everything you're doing. Norton antivirus software, if you will. What do you mean they could watch what you're doing? They, they like, fully screen record everything we were doing on the computer. So anytime I'd slip up, it would be, like, visual proof printouts of what I did. And then... Wait, that um, is absolutely crazy. It was a little much, but also like, I get it, uh, you know, I get it. But my my clever little childhood ass paid very close attention to, to the Nintendo DS with its own internet browser. And you bet your fucking bottom dollar, the reason I wanted a Nintendo DS was so much was so I had internet that wasn't controlled. So Keyword, was bottom there. dollar, yes. I was there on my little two inch screen enjoying my life. So. No, but if you think about it, like, I personally <laughs> don't take out my laptop to watch porn. I watch it on my phone, which is probably the same fucking size as the DS. A Nintendo DS? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Do you remember the original one? Do you remember how tiny that screen was? Was it that small? Oh, my God. I remember playing Nintendogs on that tiny little scratched up <laughs> two-inch screen. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It was that. You had to use a tiny stylus, and it was like a... A huge device. So, anyways, it really was. That it was, was my gay porn. What about you? Do you remember? I mean, I think I was like, I I don't even know. I I was the kind of guy that literally just started like blowing my neighbor who was straight for like as long as I could remember. And so then we would like Google things and try to figure out how to do them, even though like mm. it's not like I was having sex in first grade. Yeah. But it was more just like, oh, let's 69. This looks cool. And yeah. you would learn things that way. So it's, it, it sounds weird to say, but it's more like as long as I can remember, I was like in the know. Yeah. Like you were looking up gay porn and I was typing boobs on my calculator. Yeah. Like we were probably talking to each other on an AOL chat room and yeah. we didn't even know it. Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> your chat name? Do you remember your AOL AI? Ah, and as I I remember my personal one, which was Gubby nine two eight, because that's my family nickname and my birthday. Gubby. Yeah, ah. my family calls <laughs> me Gubs or Gubby, and like that's cute. But my uh, catfish was like Rachel. Like I forgot what it was, but it was something oh, your sister's name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think she knows that story, so I hope she doesn't. I love that you're a catfish. <laughs> That's so fun. Oh my god. Oh, right. wasn't yours Rachel? Not my screen name was not Rachel, oh. but my sister's name was. Yeah, 
is the username? <laughs> no, I oh. no. So I guess I actually, I'm the only fucked up one. Got it. Mine was mine was Kella Kella twenty two because every time they would announce my last name on the announcements, they would give up after the first syllable, and they would just be like, "Oh, would Daniel Kella Kella Kella?" And, and so then. I, <laughs> I would just have to scream at the ceiling, like, don't even try. And it's so, fine. Uh, yeah. yeah. Your last name is um, a lot to swallow. Yeah, it's hard when you can't even pronounce your own last name. So, yeah, that's fine. Well, you have All a right. different. Here's my last one for you. Uh-huh. What advice would you give to someone who might not feel welcomed in their hometown because of their sexuality? Um, I would say it's don't feel shame. Um, welcoming the digital community a lot closer. I think uh, kids these days have a plethora of online community options where hopefully if you have access to the internet or a phone, you can find a little safe haven of supporters that can answer your questions about, you know, coming out or um, just like, is this normal? Like that kind of stuff. If you don't, I mean, I would always encourage people to try and educate their family because I don't think your family will ever get comfortable with it until you invite them into the conversation. Well, also don't um, like throw it in their face too much. Yeah, don't use it like, against them. <laughs> I think like that was my biggest problem at 16 was I kept wanting to learn on my own. So it turned into like me lying about where I was or who I was with and just like kind of excommunicating myself from the family for like two or three years. And then I realized in college, like the reason they're not comfortable talking about it was because I wasn't comfortable talking about it. Yeah. So I think that if, if I was talking to a kid like today, I would encourage them to like maybe look up YouTube videos or go on like Reddit forums that like teach you how to constructively converse with your family and kind of use it as a teaching moment for them. And then also, getting you out of your comfort zone and allowing yourself to say the words I'm gay or allowing yourself to take the risk of like entering a tough conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You need to be happy with yourself and your decision before I think you can like throw it onto someone else. Cause I think like, I think for my parents, like they were more accepting because they're like, wow, he's so happy. And like, he's like, has this off his shoulders where if I went into it questioning, they would probably look at it and be like, well, are you sure? Like, why don't you try? Yeah. You're giving them more leeway to manipulate you. And I say that term loosely. Yeah. Very loose, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone uh, here is loose, it's you. Oh, uh, no, sir. Do you have kids listening to this podcast? We're like, we're doing know. that like RuPaul moment of like, talk to your child that's out. And it's like, yeah, I was going to say, bunch of like, 30 and four add, like, uh, <laughs> if you are under the age of 18. Yeah, you should probably have a disclaimer. I think we started this conversation with nosebleed blowjobs. So we should probably have some sort of, you know. But upfront. think about how great someone's going to feel who has had a nosebleed blowjob. And they're going to be like, wow, I've met someone. So like Relatable content. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> made someone feel more comfortable about it. Of course, of course. All right, well, Danielle, thank you. Hopefully um, we get to meet one day. But until then, we will continue our long-distance social media relationship. Um, so, yeah, thank this you for fun. coming I'm It was fun. proud of you for starting a podcast. And, you know, I, I 
encourage you to keep putting your ass all over the internet and own that shit, Henny, because it's you, beautiful. You <laughs> owe me a butt picture when I finally see you. We'll see about that, but yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> right. Have a great day at work. Thank honey. you. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, Ben. Right.